Welcome back, everybody, to the 100th Monkey. I'm Ivan. I'm Aldo. And I'm Catherine. And today, we're going to talk about what does the 100th Monkey mean? The origin story. I was going to say orange. So 100th Monkey. (laughs) Is that just the monkey at the end of the line? Just waiting for the bananas? It's the last one, actually. Um, Yeah, so shout out to Eduardo Barreto for, uh, you know, helping me come up with this concept for the 100th monkey. The story of the 100th monkey, it's it's a fictional phenomenon. It comes from this story that I, that I heard. I don't know if I watched it on TV or, or if I saw it on YouTube or whatever, but it's basically a story about these monkeys, right? And this these scientists were trying to change uh, these monkeys' behavior. They wanted them to wash these coconuts because, uh, they're, you know, if they ate the coconuts the way that they were, they'd get sick and possibly die. So they're trying to teach the monkeys to wash coconuts. So they teach the first monkey to do it, and the first monkey can do it. Um, and then, you know, but that's, it's just that monkey that can, that can do it. So then they teach another monkey and another and another, and they keep teaching all of these monkeys. But it's not until they get to the 100th monkey specifically. Once they get to the 100th monkey and they teach that 100th monkey how to wash the coconut, all the other monkeys can now wash coconuts just because they've seen the other 100 monkeys do it. So the idea is that there's a tipping point for learning behavior, a tipping point for influence. So once we reach that threshold, that certain amount of people that we can influence in a certain way, everyone will start you know, following that influence. So we're hoping to get 100 listeners so you guys can all start thinking like yeah. we do. Which is insane. I think that's the code. We have to crack <laughs> that, the code. <laughs> that is actually the goal. Um, we're I, looking for that 100th monkey. Can I get these uh, monkeys to wash my clothes? Do my laundry? Or um, asking for too much. Have you seen monkeys, though? Did you really want them washing your clothes? Clearly, I need to get them to wash my coconuts, though. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, they, they can handle weird. that. <laughs> <laughs> they can wash my coconuts. <laughs> now, now, I find that to be very interesting because uh, I'm wondering if the 100th monkey, if it kind of gets them all to follow along or repeat it just because they're observing it because they're like, all right, fine, I guess we'll make this a part of our daily life. Or if it somehow just unlocks something in their brain to where kind of like sped up evolution, this is now a repeated action it's beneficial to us. We see that it's not harming the population. Therefore, let's just make a routine. Because uh, I think what I've heard with regards to to that idea of the 100th monkey, that even ones outside of that commune, outside of that tribe, also start doing very similar actions without there even being similar interactions between them. Like They may have never even met, and yet, let's say in another island, all of a sudden monkeys start washing their coconuts. That's pretty interesting. I I don't know if that's even possible, but I do know that even though this is like a fictional phenomenon, like this is not really based on any fact, I do see some truth to it. Uh, I have a story for you guys. Mm-hmm. My son actually fell victim to the 100th monkey um, when he was young. He was about... <laughs> three and a half years old, um, everybody in the family would chastise me uh, for not potty training him. So they'd all get mad at me and I told them, hey, look, 
relax. He's going to figure it out. He's not going to be 35 years old and pooping in a diaper. Lo and behold, one day he comes home and he just starts pooping in a potty. And nobody really trained him to do that. What happened was he was going to daycare and he was watching all of the other kids get off of the diaper, all of his friends get off of the diaper. And then he realized, oh man, I'm the only one pooping in a diaper. And from that day forward, he decided, I'm not going to poop in a diaper anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so. That actually reminds me of a story that I can share. Also, um, listeners, I just want to make it very clear. We're not only going to talk about shit every episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that seems to be a bit of a running theme. (laughs) Ah, Another fun. (laughs) Running down the leg. (laughs) Um, When I was younger, I think I was like three or four, um, my mom put me in ballet class and... Because I allegedly wanted to do it. And what was really interesting is after so many lessons, um, the ballet teacher went up to my mom and she was like, listen, uh, I don't think Catherine's getting anything out of it. Uh, She refuses to participate. So me. Um, And she just sits under a desk and she just watches. I'm like, that's not scary at all. And apparently my mom answered and she just clearly said, let her... Let her do her thing. She's still going to be a part of it. She needs to be doing an extra extracurricular activity. It is what it is. And so I never participated. I still would just watch them. And then the day of the performance, I got up and I just did the dance. And I did it perfectly. Wow. wow. So it maybe reminds me a bit of yeah. maybe I was the 100th monkey. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Do you have a story, Aldo? I mean, I can't really think of one particular moment, but I do have a tendency to kind of overwatch a lot of tutorials, a lot of instruction, essentially taking in way too much theory to the point that when I do put it into practice, whatever it may be, um, I feel more confident as if I lived vicariously through the people that I watched do the very thing I'm trying to get done. So I can definitely see a lot of benefit from the whole 100th monkey aspect of it. I mean, we learn from each other. Mm-hmm. It's very much like a nurture, an environmental type of influence, uh, that peer sort of influence or pressure, whether it be imposed on ourselves that we see. But it's there's just so much value there. I mean, imagine a monkey growing up on their own, on a island, without anybody to use as reference. At that point, it's just pure survivalism. Mm-hmm. How much can they figure out on their own? However, if we have the culmination of a hundred lives all trying to survive in the same space, it's a, le- a lot easier to kind of problem solve, to troubleshoot, to figure out that choreography as opposed to just making it up on the spot like interpretive dance. Not to say you can't do great stuff when it comes to like improvising, but there's just a lot of value in learning from others. Absolutely, I agree. Um, yeah, the thing, like humans are communal creatures. We rely on each other. Uh, we depend on each other. It is mm-hmm. a necessity, right? If you take a prisoner and you put them in solitary confinement for an extended period of time, eventually they break. They actually go mentally insane. You can take a perfectly normal person and make them mentally insane by isolating them from everyone else around them. That's how much of an impact community has on us. So it wouldn't shock me that one of the 
fastest ways for us to learn, especially like social behaviors, like long range social behaviors, cultural social behaviors uh, would be by just observing each other. And if enough people do it, we just uh, believe. You know, another cool thing that I've seen is uh, I forgot who did this a uh, little like a social experiment, but a group, they, they had a group of people just like pick a window on a building on a, like a multiple story building, just pick a window and stare at it and just have this, all the entire group just stare at a window and nothing was happening. Nothing was going on, mm-hmm. but the people passing by would actually stop and look, and up, look up at the same place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would wonder, Hey, what's going on? And they would s- try to figure out what they're looking at and then mm-hmm. until they got bored and just moved on brings up an interesting point though because i think technology now has created this divide right where if i'm walking and i'm on my phone i'm missing that opportunity to look up mm-hmm. um and so i feel like a lot of people are just missing that connection of just learning and why i say this is that for me i was aware of watching and observing but I feel like so many people are not observing mm-hmm. and then they're missing on this opportunity of they even know how to do anything. Um, I even think about like technology and like older folks, right? Perhaps it's because they are not, you know, around a lot of technology, but let's say they're in the 50s, 60s range, right? Mm-hmm. They're in an office, they're seeing that there's new technology being used and they still can't just grasp it or get it or yeah. watch and observe. And I don't know if that's so much as, oh, I just don't know how and I will never know how, or I'm not observing, or, you know, like, what is that? That brings up a great question. The people we're observing, how does that affect? Because we observe monkeys and they don't have any influence on us whatsoever, Mm -hmm. right? But what about, like, the people that we're observing, like the age ranges, for example? When older people look at younger people, do they think, like, oh, you know, that is out of my reach. What they're doing is out of my reach. It's too new. It's too involved. I don't have ex- enough experience yeah. in those things. I, I would hope that people would see beyond, you know, the eras, the ages, the generations, and just think, you know, anything can be learned so long as you put in the effort to dismiss that you're not capable of it just because it feels out of your time, I think is very limiting. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, you know, give in to that pitfall. Uh, it's like, oh, that's too complicated, so I'm not going to even bother starting because it's outside of my wheelhouse, which is understandable. We can't be experts right. in everything. You know, it's it's impossible. Yeah. Um, but we see it all the time. Should it be the norm? It, I think it's a matter of just prioritizing what should be learned and what shouldn't be. Well, if we look at children, right, um, it's the norm for them. They, I mean, there's so many things that we do as adults that children look at as out of reach. I can't do that because I'm a child. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my daughter, I'll give you an example, a personal life example. My daughter, when she was 12 years old, she was tall, tall enough to see over the steering wheel. So I told her, you're tall enough to see over the steering wheel. Let's go driving. Let me show you how to drive. You know, so that, that you have this skill, obviously not on the road or anything like that in a parking lot with nobody there, but just so she can start experiencing what that's like. Um, and she told me, no, she said, no, I don't want to do that. I'm scared. That's an adult thing. Right. She was just too young to yeah. do it. So I, I think like that 
the generations actually do have some sort of impact on what we believe is possible. And I'm not talking about every single human on the planet, but I'm talking about like the majority or at least in general. Do you wonder though if kids have this excitement to learn how to, right? Um, whereas when you get past a certain age, you have less excitement to know how to. I think mm-hmm. that that also is that kind of interesting part of it. Um, and the reason I say that is, God bless my mom, but she has zero interest. She says that she wants to learn how to use technology effectively, but yet it's almost like an easy excuse to be like, well, you're just so good at it. Why can't you do yeah. it for me? And they then just there's pass that like, essence of yeah. like laziness, but not. I wouldn't call my mom lazy. It's just that eh, I can get somebody else that is actually interested or actually knows how to do it. Whereas, like, the kids are actually genuinely, like, wanting to yeah. eventually get there, right? She was 12, your daughter. Yeah. But that's not to say that now, if she's 15, right, she's not curious enough to want to do it, right? Oh, now now she, every chance, I can't get her to stop asking me right. to go driving. Right. Yeah. And I think that you said probably one of the most important words in my life is that of curiosity, being curious, trying to keep that inner child of yourself that willingness to feel like there's still plenty to learn plenty of magic in the world plenty that you can uh kind of get into and get fascinated by that is definitely lost with some people that get older and again they dismiss those opportunities and when you can hire someone to do the job for you that's always great Uh, i feel like everyone should be open to learning something new that's i think where fun lies if you ever feel like you know it all or you know enough, part of us kind of dies at that moment and life just gets bland. Totally. And yeah, to, I agree. to bring it back to the hundredth monkey, I think it is an absence of like connection, right? Yeah. When we stop wanting to get out of that comfort zone or if we want to start tapping into the curiosity, yeah. um, what a missed opportunity that is um, to be that 100th monkey. Got to observe. Got to be with others. <laughs> So I'm starting a yoga class. Does anybody want to join me? You're starting one? Yeah, like I'm going to be gonna the yoga. Join. I'm going to oh. be the yoga instructor. I don't know oh. anything about yoga. I'm just going to do yoga. I'll sit okay. under a table and watch. <laughs> Did you hear that uh, Netflix actually has these like 10-minute yoga like oh, shows Netflix. Nice. on Netflix that no, you can I didn't watch know that. for like a daily thing? And it's like it teaches you how Listen, to Listen, I'll yoga. go to a yoga class with you, but I think you should practice just a little bit first. Oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah, I'm you know, up for it. That that's the uh I don't want you to embarrass me <laughs> in front of all these strangers. Oh, we got a pro I here. Can neither confirm nor deny that that's the truth. <laughs> Doing like upside down, like handstands, downward dog to like oh, flip. Yeah. Oh yeah. Warrior pose. Yeah, I, I mean, if I do yoga, it's gonna be like super beginner class until I get good. He's going to just be in vinyasa like the entire time. I made that mistake. See, I, okay. so <laughs> and like if I, you don't know just, what vinyasa is, he's just going to be laying on the floor. I, I, I made that mistake. <laughs> that with, maybe a fetal position. Yeah, a sense. child's pose. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was uh, I signed up for like Krav Maga and a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I had nice. a great, instru- no, this was a while ago. So I had a great instructor. He was awesome. He, he was amazing. Only problem was um, I couldn't be co- as consistent with it because of my schedule as the other students in the class. So I ended up having to uh, face kids that are like 14, 15 year olds, uh, half my size, and they would mop the floor with me. I mean, I couldn't, they would get me into all kinds of holes. I couldn't get out because they were, you know, doing it 
you know, yeah, consistently training. almost every day. And, and, I, and I was like once a week, you know, no, you uh, gotta be there at least a hundred times. Yeah. So I, I was too slow and I couldn't keep up with them. And it was the most embarrassing experience of my life. Aw, Ivan, do you want me to hold your hand? No, I'm okay. <laughs> hold his hand and then flip him and put him in a yeah. chokehold. <laughs> you could probably flip me and put me in a chokehold and I, I wouldn't be able to get out of it. But, it, you know, it was, it was a good experience because, you know, you learned a lot. And you, you're working with the same people. No, You know, nobody's trying to injure anybody. People are trying to help each other out. So that was really cool. Um, but, yeah, when you see everybody progressing so much faster than you, um, and there's no like there's no beginner class like that was the beginner class Buddy. so that actually brings up another good point of comparing yourself to others if you feel like you're not as good enough or adequate compared to someone else let's say someone that's further along in that skill whether it, whatever it may be some people just kind of shut down and give up early and i think that's the same issue of not wanting to learn tech not wanting to learn this that or the other when it feels so overwhelming and seeing people that are already good at it, many, oh, totally. yeah, like oh, it, yeah. It's, it feels too intimidating to even start. Uh, I'm actually not that guy, by the way. I'm super hyper competitive. Like I, I'm the kind of guy, the thing is, is that, um, you know, with two kids and, 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 a, and a work, busy work schedule and all this stuff, I didn't have time to dedicate to getting to the level of these other kids. So I, you know, I eventually gave up. But if it's something that I like, can have the time for and want mm-hmm. to do, I will pour all of my energy into it, and I have to be at least among the best. Like that is my mentality. Right. The good thing with yoga is you can do that at home without any issues. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. need a sparring partner. <laughs> no, you just need to know it. what to do. You just need to like get a little practice, and then uh, we'll go. So, <laughs> I promise you. Little we'll little go. little cobra, uh, cat well, cow. I would. I, would, I guess that's a my, stretch, my a little crow, a little uh, warrior <laughs> position. Oh, a warrior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. I did. I did a little <laughs> downward dog. Because uh, I, I, I I did watch some old yoga videos back when I was married. Um, and you know me and my ex wife, we did try that out for like I don't know, like two weeks. We were consistent with it. So I learned a couple things here okay, and there, all right, but all right, all like, right. yeah, not a total beginner. Is there a monkey pose? So I feel like that would be very relevant right now. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna uh, we're gonna so Google that. Of, uh, we're gonna look into that, and uh, we'll I get think back that's that's kung fu. Guys. I think that's kung fu. <laughs> oh, and like mantis and so on. All right, guys, thank you so <laughs> <A> much. <mantis. laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we'll uh, get back to you uh, regarding our monkey poses, and uh, we'll see how. Uh, it turns out. Yeah. Keep learning. Keep observing. Be that hundredth monkey and set the trend. Yeah. Try a little tech. Awesome. Right. Have a great one, guys. Peace. Peace.